Hi there, I'm Maria Van Vuklis and this is the Think Tank Podcast. Together we'll dive deep on world-class business strategy, alignment, self-expression and self-mastery to help you grow your income and impact in the world. I trust that you'll find this episode inspirational and empowering for you to get out there and go for it. So let's get straight into it. Hi, and welcome to another episode. This is Maria Van Vuklis. Today, we'll be talking about entrepreneurial mindset and how to actually create this bulletproof mindset that everyone keeps talking about, especially, uh, you know, in the business world. Um, But before I get into it, I just want to share a story about how I actually, you know, uh, identified and transitioned my mindset as a new business owner over a decade ago. Um, When I first started out in business, I was working in the health and wellness space and um, I had a really great skill set. I was really confident in my my skills, but in in business, I went and seeked out, you know, coaches and mentors to be able to support me in developing um, the business side of things. And uh, at this time, I wasn't aware that mindset was one of the close uh, factors that allows one person to develop uh, exceedingly fast results um, in in business specifically. And when I started out in business as a naturopath and PT, I um, started developing and connecting with people and um, wanting to be able to grow this business that was um, financially uh, prosperous. However, I went about and took all the actions that were necessary in, um, you know, developing these businesses. And I also had products uh, as well that I was, you know, selling. And I implemented all the strategies and I found that uh, I was still feeling as though things were quite challenging and I was struggling in being able to really, uh, I guess, fast track these results that I was creating in my business, it felt like it was taking a lot longer than what it was supposed to, you know, be happening. That is, even though that I was applying all the strategies, I was taking all the actions. And, um, you know, looking back at uh, that time, I remember I was more in my head specifically where I was listening to my internal self-talk that wasn't necessarily empowering. You know, I was running off um, uh, fear-based actions and thinking and being motivated by that and having uncertainties and also self-doubts that were uh, constantly causing myself to question, what am I doing here? Am I really supposed to, you know, go about in paving my own path to be able to help others in creating the the health and the wellness that they they really wanted to have. So ideally what was happening was because I was constantly listening to this inner chatter that was running on a day-to-day basis, it was really um, questioning as, am I really worth selling these products and services, would people really come and pay what I really want to be able to, you know, for me to be able to help them? So as you can hear, 
there was a lot of negativity that surrounded the thought processes in the application of these strategies. And this is what I mean by being able to create a bulletproof entrepreneurial mindset because once I discovered um, that mindset was one of the key factors that uh, accelerates business results, I went and studied a number of different things in terms of positive psychology, neuro-linguistic programming, and I was able to uncover what was driving these factors or actually slowing down these results that I was having in you know, my business development and also my business results. And once I did this, I was able to eradicate these thought processes and, necess and, and change how I was thinking about things, not only about what was happening in my external world, but also about myself. Uh, and this allowed me to be able to increase my prices and also be able to speak with complete conviction in, um, in what I was doing and how I was helping others. Uh, because there was a, a, like a crystal clear uh, laser focus of certainty, even though that business operates, you know, in constant uncertainty, I was completely certain in what I was doing and where I was heading on a day-to-day -day basis. Only, only then I was able to do that once I had uh, identified what these deeper core uh, obstacles which were causing me to um, drive a lot of my actions and thought process, pro thought processes and thinking as I was taking action on these specific strategies in business. So this is one of the core things that I teach my students as well as my clients when they come to me in wanting to be able to uh, develop themselves and their businesses as entrepreneurs. And I want to share this statistic, right? A staggering 98% of the population, they actually like to stay in their comfort zone. And when I was first in business, I was one of those 98% because it's familiar. Everyone knows what it's like. It's comfortable. It's um, predictable. But for some, you know, this could look like for, you know, just settling for what is or taking what's, you know, second best, not really striving for what they can actually achieve in their, to their full potential. For others, it might mean playing small or you know, staying safe or even in survival mode rather than in thriving. And a lot of people are afraid to step out of that comfort zone because it's unfamiliar, okay? So why not aim to be part of the 2% that leans into the discomfort? Why not? And even if you feel you are comfortable where you are, you're stepping back into the 98%. So why not aim to be part of the 2% that leans into the discomfort? See, you can embrace the unknown and uncertainty and you can act in spite of your fears, right? You can be adaptable and explore new opportunities, ideas and alternative paths. And this, my friend... And this is the core of my, the mindset of a successful entrepreneur and this is where it all begins. So what are the real needs of an you know, bulletproof entrepreneurial mindset? 
And to unpack this, it's necessary that we identify certain elements for developing you know, this specific entrepreneurial mindset. And we need to start with the foundation. And part of this foundation is looking at Maslow's hierarchy of, uh, hierarchy of needs. And if you haven't um, looked into Maslow's hierarchy of needs, I do suggest that you, you know, uh, look into it. It is quite insightful and gives you some really good, deep understanding of human behavior. It's a great place to start. So according to the theory of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, in order to be confident enough, you have to move into self-actualization. And entrepreneurs need to have reached that state of self-esteem. Because a lot of entrepreneurs that come to me have issues around self-confidence and essentially that is um, a lack of self-esteem. So in other words, entrepreneurs first have to possess the confidence, achievement and respect by others associated with self-esteem. And from there, you know, they can grow into self-actualization traits of morality, creativity, spontaneity, problem solving, lack of prejudice and acceptance of facts that are necessary for entrepreneurial change. However, if the overriding need for power, if there is an overriding need for power, then the, you know, then the entrepreneur is back down to level two of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And what this is, is basically it is a need for safety and there, there is a specific desire to protect oneself rather than to lead. So you'll see some entrepreneurs that would rather be part of the pack rather than leading the pack, I guess you can say it like that. Um, and this is because they've transitioned down to a lower level of Maslow hierarchy of needs. And in um, when I teach values, the, val the evolution of values, we have different levels of values of thinking and um, it's the same application through that. And we talk about that in uh, my master practitioner training where one can transition into leading the group or individualization. However, if one operates from a place of fear or they have unresolved um, negative emotions or negative or specific thinking, they can retract or refer back to lower levels, low, lower levels of thinking, especially when they're in a state of stress. So in order to be able to move through in evolving oneself, you need to identify what is actually holding you back that's causing you to uh, re uh, retract back to lower levels of thinking. So whatever you're thinking, think bigger. You must think bigger, okay? And you need to attain an entrepreneurial mindset. You have to embrace flexibility. You have to embrace openness and bravery and courage. And these must be part of your values as an entrepreneur, okay? So more specifically as an entrepreneur, you have to have a need of a specific, coherent and realistic vision. So you know, you know where you're going and you are clear about the direction as to where you are going, okay? You have to have courage, courage in putting yourself out there, courage to be able to be vulnerable when putting yourself out there. And that's how confidence is acquired because confidence only comes after the act of courage, right? And 
part of this is having that self-motivation to be able to go out there and take the actions because sometimes you need to have the stamina to just keep going. There's been many times in business where you know, you've hit certain obstacles and challenges and um, you have to have that grit and that push to be able to keep going no matter what because difficult roads often lead to rewarding destinations but you have to have that grit about you. You also have to have a willingness to be able to take deliberate planned risks. The part of the essence of an entrepreneurial mindset is being able to take calculated risks. You have to be a risk taker, right? And you, they've got to be deliberately planned in order to take smart risks that will prepare you for potential mistakes and you, know, you can account for them. So looking for issues before they arise and addressing those issues so they don't have to arise, okay? Um, there has to be an eagerness to listen and learn from others. So we have two ears and one mouth for a specific reason and you must practice the power of pause and only ask one question and the questions that you ask yourself and, the, and others, you will be amazed with how much you can actually learn about yourself and about others. So it's not what you say, it's the questions that you ask and from there, the quality of the questions that you ask will determine the quality of the information that you will receive. So remember, listen and learn from others. You know, listen to the feedback and also question oneself as to um, you know, self-critiquing oneself, that is, uh, uh, how do I say, uh, what we call sandwich feedback or um, critical, uh, critical um, feedback that will not only um, give you specific feedback on what you need to do better, but also empower you to be able to take actions moving forward. You've also got to have a readiness to work hard. So hard work, working hard, even when you have a fear of failure or a fear of success knocking at your door. Fear is only a figment of your imagination. I'm going to repeat that. Fear is only a figment of your imagination. Even if you have experienced it, you are building your muscle of resistance, okay? You must continue, keep going no matter what and also build that muscle of, for resistance and what I call resilience as well. So you've got to be on a mission to build an empire and if you're ready to embark on a journey of gaining an entrepreneurial mindset, you first have to be able to, um, to uh, verbalize and clearly state your your gifts or your zone of genius that is is you know, what I also refer to it as and no matter where whether you have been on this entrepreneurial journey for 5 10 15 20 years or more or even if you are just starting out in your entrepreneurial journey all of this applies to any area because 
as we go and move through life in business on our entrepreneurial journey, things shift, things change. So we must always recalibrate and reassess as to where we are going. I've worked with entrepreneurs that have been in business for quite some time and they still come back to me to be able to really tweak what their purpose is and being able to really connect back to that core mission of why they're doing what they're doing and really being able to enhance what their superpowers are or their gifts to be able to uh, serve and give back on a much greater scope, much greater level. So let me ask you this, what are your natural talents? And I want you to write a list of your innate skills, gifts, strengths, and your superpowers. And I just want you to write a list, okay? And then it's time to get strategic. It's time to get some research around some of your natural gifts and talents. And if you already know what they are, I want you to add and even think about outside the box on a much more uh, lateral thinking to be able to get more bigger scope of thinking outside the box of what these are. You see, the research will depend on your industry, customers, and top pain points. Therefore, you need to be specific as possible in your strategy. So here's an example to help bring this to light, right? So let's say you are a great writer and you have a very creative copywriter. For you to find your loyal tribe, you will have to figure out what their most common problems are and how they relate to your, your um, zone of genius. And in this case, the biggest pain point that most entrepreneurs have to face is not having a writing skill or the time to develop it, right? That's one of the problems. So if you are looking at uh, wanting to really hone into your customer's pain points, you can come up with solutions for them, right? And the solutions will help them accelerate their way to success. As long as you can clearly state their problem and link it back to your services, you will solve it. It's simple as that. This is going back to basics. Linking the need to the problem, okay? So what's the problem and what is the solution and how do your, your, your gifts or your zone of genius actually solve that problem? So you will have customers lining up, knocking at your door when you really um, are clear in identifying what this is. And I only just had recently a, a client of mine who has been in business for a number of years now. And um, she said to me, oh, um, Maria, I'm still not getting people signing up to my, my program. And it was not an expensive program. It was a, a, a low ticket item. And I said to her, I said, go back and revisit your, um, your ideal client avatar and look at the psychology, the psychographic of your client. What is their problem? What is the solution to their problem? And how do you provide that solution to the problem in with your services in your business? So for instance, you can let them know that if you are taking... Um, taking some uh, of taking the problem off their hands that'll actually give them more time or it'll actually create more money 
it'll you once you identify what that problem is and how that what the solution that they're seeking so for example if they're um, wanting to do their the copywriting is taking too long for them and they don't have time and you're being able to provide that solution by doing the copywriting for them or being able to manage that and outsource that for them you're actually providing more time so this means that you've provided a solution to their problem via your services so this way will allow you allow them to focus on making more money specifically um, on what would be more productive for them you know in spending their time and essentially that will also enhance that creativity for them uh, and so they're not being stressed out trying to figure out how to write copy um, they'll also be able to leave their customers more feeling more fulfilled enthusiastic and under less mental stress and therefore uh, they will able to feel healthier within their own self because they're not being impinged by this stress on a day-to-day -day basis. So what happens when you end up getting in your own way throughout this process? What happens? Right? Now, one of the biggest things that I've ever encountered in my time is an uncanny ability to get out of my own way. Mm -hmm. Yes, if we get out of our own way, if we get out of our own way to get to success, we will be able to create more than what we can imagine of what we have right now. And it is we that gets in our own success, in our own way, in our own success. And whether you like to admit this or not, this is 100% true. It all comes back to you. Not the people that you have in your team, not your clients, not anyone else in your environment, not, um, uh, uh, not business partners, not anyone else. It always comes back to you. The quicker you can come, can come to terms with this concept, the more likely you are going to be successful. Instead of like blaming the competition out there, the team, the economy, the tax department, um, the worldly issues that are happening, you must take full responsibility and ownership for your own success. And that means getting out of your own way. Mind you, this seems to take shape only once you have... Uh, truly gotten out of your own way to create the success that you desire. Although there are plenty of entrepreneurs out there that have a fear, fear of failure, a fear of success, right? However, there are a lot more people that have a fear of success than what they do have a fear of failure, interestingly enough. This is the one that seems to trip over most people because it is the one that is the hardest to identify. Unless you have someone to help you, you know, bring that out and bring it to light and bring that saboteur to light, it is really challenging and difficult to identify within, one, own, within uh, one's own self. So what is this self-sabotaging entrepreneur? So... What this is, is essentially a lack of self-esteem, self-worth and self-belief. And these are just some common 
saboteurs that come to light in um, coaching sessions with my clients and also actually in my trainings um, with my students. However, the three greatest of all that I have encountered with entrepreneurs is self-doubt, self-limiting beliefs, and a fear of their own capabilities. Uh, I get students that come through that want to become coaches. They come and do the um, NLP certification trainings because they want to be able to coach others. And one of the problems that comes up or obstacles is, am I a good enough coach if I haven't actually coached anyone or if I haven't solved that problem? So they have a self-doubt or a fear of their own capabilities that they would be able to do enough, a good enough job or even charge what they want to charge. You know, this is the very place where deep work begins when we identify what these are. And this is where the shift in the mindset happens. So you see, you need to unload and get rid of the baggage or what I call the junk in the trunk before you can scratch the surface of, you know, of what you want to achieve. You've got to remove what's happening in the deeper structures. If you don't do the deep work now, you will do it eventually. So it's better to do it at the beginning of a, you know, if you've got a project, you're starting a project, or if you are wanting to transition your business into a new direction, whatever it might be, or you just might like to decide to do it now, okay? The mindset of your success will determine the results that you get. So in the case of entrepreneurs, this means digging into the underlying reasons for you know, your limiting beliefs. And it requires a deep dive into the unconscious mind to identify and unravel what is truly holding you back and bringing you back to your powerful inner purpose, your powerful inner leader that that is innately in there that needs to be developed. Okay, the, you see, the, the process goes beyond finding what the, you know, the effect is, you know, or the cause is. In fact, it goes beyond solving what's happening on uh, the surface structure. Whenever I get a client in and they tell me what their problem is, it's never really the problem. There is a process that I take clients through in really uncovering the root cause of the root cause to be able to really um, recalibrate, transition their identity in being able to shift the identity into a new direction. Okay, and it all starts with the way in which the entrepreneur chooses to perceive the obstacle that shows up in their path. So a successful entrepreneur views obstacles as opportunities. This is key for any person in business. Whenever you encounter an obstacle, this is gold because it means that it is a place of absolute growth and where there's growth there is always reward at the end so as a transformational coach i ensure my clients and my students okay that their life is not about getting what they want out of life it's about getting rid of what's in their way okay it's about getting rid of what's in their way because from my own experience i know too well what it's like to get in my own way I've done it for so many years when I started out in business and I had no clue that mindset was key. 
I know what it feels like to close myself off from loving relationships, from business relationships, and I know what it's like to sabotage my own success. And I also know what it's like to resist change. So I've been there, I've done that, and I now I know exactly what it's like to be able to go from A to B by simply working on one's mindset. All of these things are just obstacles. And once you can identify what your obstacles are, then you can let go of them. You can make a choice of letting go of them. And eventually, all things change. If you truly believe that change is inevitable, then there is nothing to hang on to. Another obstacle that I, you know, that I see amongst entrepreneurs is the need for control. Oh, this is so prominent. And um, I have clients that come to me and they're so caught up and stressed up because things aren't going their way. Because you see, now this is a concept that I, t- I share with my clients is in order to, to have control, you actually need to let go of control because the greater flexibility that you have, the more control that you, um, that you gain. So there's a presupposition in NLP is that um, the person with the most flexibility controls the system. And what that means is that they control the environment which essentially means they control their reality rather than being at the effect of everything that's happening in their environment. The other thing is, is that they try to do everything alone. They're not one to reach out for support or be in a support network or even be part of a business advisory board. And I think all of these things create unnecessary stress and overwhelm. So the idea is to, yes, be an individual, but also know when to be able to be part of a support network or have a great team around you that lifts the business up and also is heading in the same direction. And if anything, you know, it stops, stops you in your tracks, it can also be a result of procrastination and this is due to lack of creativity. And there's a core pillar that I, I go through, and this is alignment. And when one is out of alignment, they're having a need for control. They're also really disconnected from any all their relationships, whether that be intimate or within their own work. And this can result in uh, not being able to... Uh, speak with conviction so they're always hesitating running from self-doubt and also um, they're blocking their creativity because the stress is a distraction as I say in order to lower down uh, innovation and we need innovation in business to be able to constantly evolve uh, not only the business but also as the entrepreneur as well. On the flip side, I see entrepreneurs who have way too much creative ideas. So you've, you've got one extreme to the other. And consequently, this can actually create a lack of focus. So they lose sight of their core business and they constantly keep looking for the sh- next shiny thing. And I call this shiny object syndrome. 
So this is where we really hone down into what are your superpowers? What is your deeper mission in why you're doing what you're doing? And finally, as a result of the need to control everything, um, countless entrepreneurs face the obstacle of not knowing how to delegate because they're constantly wanting to just do it all themselves. And in order to grow a business from a solopreneur to a micropreneur where you may have a small team, you've got to know how to delegate certain tasks and know what your strengths are and delegate the tasks that take up too much of your brain power, time and energy. And by being able to do this, it allows a much more effective flow in your business for you to really focus on what really matters to you and being in that creative and innovative space in order to continuously tweak and evolve the business into a direction where you're wanting it to go. So the true gold piece here is delegation is vital if you are wanting to grow your business. Okay, you must learn how to delegate. And whether you are currently operating as a solopreneur is possibly knowing how to delegate in a way where you're outsourcing certain tasks uh, and knowing how to choose the right people to delegate to. So whether you are by yourself as a solopreneur or a micropreneur, you still have the qualities of knowing how to delegate, but in a different way, shape and form. So you must master the entrepreneurial mindset if you are wanting to constantly evolve and grow your business and also yourself as an individual. Once you can identify your strengths, pain points and obstacles, you then create a strategic roadmap. It's the most effective way to implement your strategy across all areas of your business. Remember I said at the beginning, I had all the strategies in place and I was taking all the actions on those strategies, but I didn't have the entrepreneurial mindset to back that up. So go back one step back, master the entrepreneurial mindset, create the strategy and then take action from there. It will keep you on a constant and consistent track in terms of nurturing your strengths and delegating your opportunities to give you more time for, for the things that matter to you. In doing so, you will be reaching the mature stage of the entrepreneurial mindset and it's all about putting your insights into practice in an attainable, productive and healthy way for everyone involved. This includes personal relationships because your home environment also influences your business environment as well. It extends beyond your status as an entrepreneur because opening up new opportunities in your team, your customers and your overall business will allow you to evolve and uh, move your business into the right direction in knowing where that crystal clear direction you are going. So the mindset of an entrepreneur is mindset of growth. The process is continuous and the only way is to move forward. The results and benefits are countless. So I'm gonna close this episode off by asking you a simple question and I want you to really contemplate this question, okay? so. What steps will you take today 
to get closer to mastering your entrepreneurial mindset. What steps will you take today in getting closer to mastering your entrepreneurial mindset? Now, I'd love to hear some feedback and I trust that this has opened up some new insights in terms of how you can move to the next level as an individual and as an entrepreneur and also how your business is moving forward as well or businesses, whatever that might be for you. Thanks for listening to the Think Tank podcast. I'm your host, Maria Van Vickles. I hope you enjoyed our deep dive into all tips and tricks so you can improve your entrepreneurial mindset. As always, you can head over to mariavanvickles.com to sign up to my email list, as well as check out all the links and resources in the show notes. That's all for this episode. Till next time, be empowered.